to another Monday. Hopefully you guys had a great weekend. Hopefully you're up and excited and achieving all the things that you want to achieve and you're in great mental and physical health. I am your guest host, Sidon Long, and this is another episode of Chatting with Country. And before we get started, let's introduce our host. Here's Country. Hey man, good morning everybody. It's a new start to a new week to have a new attitude and press on forward. It's another day's journey. I'm glad about it. I'm glad about it. Hey, so how was your weekend? My weekend was fine actually. Um, I don't really recall what happened, but I was okay. <laughs> hey, I made it. I made it. <laughs> Elvin Laden, I made it. Look, look, my mom here. Exactly. So, yeah, so we're continuing our whole, um, I guess, kind of series on the are you committed, committed enough to do what? Um, and the next step in that that journey is what would. Now, nah, hold on. Wait a minute. Thought I was going to say what would Jesus do? No, I'm going to ask you what would the most successful version of you do? Okay. Now, the reason we're on the most successful version of you is because a lot of us have goals. We got goals, we got dreams, we got aspirations. And oftentimes we don't really sit down and look at how we're moving. And if the direction we're moving is leading us toward the version of ourselves and the version of our life that we really want. So one thing that I do is I look at my actions. I'm like, okay, so do I have the actions of the version of me that I want to be? And if I don't, what would those actions be? Okay, so if the version of me that I want has more clients, okay, what am I doing to get more clients? If the version of me wants to be in a relationship, what am I doing to position myself to be in a relationship? You know, and what would the best version of me do in those situations? You know, because then you can kind of develop a plan that is more likely to succeed. You know, so example, you know, with the most successful version of you, spend the amount of time that you spend talking on the phone, watching television, playing video games. Because the one thing that we can't get back is time. So that's really like the first thing. If the most successful version of me, how would they spend their time? Who would they spend their time with? What would they spend their time doing? Yeah. And those are, are things that you really have to, to sit down with. And I mean, I challenge you to sit down with them and say, man, you know, what would the most successful version of me have done this weekend? Would he have went out and got drunk? Would he have gone out with you know his homegirls and spent rent money <laughs> that they needed for bills you know would they have bought those jays and then once you look at that then you got to look at okay if i'm not doing it number one what should i be doing i think we also need to you know people well not us but people should be figuring out what does success mean to them you right. know, and then they can define that. Yeah, which is why um, I said because going, 
Yeah, because going out and turning up might be successful to them, or they might consider that a form of networking, <laughs> whatever mm-hmm. type of networking that is, you know. Um, not to throw no shade, but it's, I mean, you can, if you are business minded then, and, and that's your target audience, then drinking and buying drinks and clubbing might be the area for you, you know. Or it might not. I mean, and that's, that's kind of where we're going. Like, what would the most successful version of you look like? And if you don't know, who are the people you admire? Who are the people you think you would want to live like, look like, be like? And really start to 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 look at their biographies, look at their philosophies, um, so that you can then have a life that kind of embodies the best pieces of them in the version of you that you are. Because I mean, maybe you know some of the things that they do right now you can't do, but if you look at the early years, like okay, when they were on my stage, what were they doing? You know, one of the things that a lot of people look at in regard to success is they say, okay, well, I want to have a house. I want to have a car. I want to have a degree. Okay. So what are the people who have these things doing? What did they major in? Um, how did they attack their academics? You know, were they somebody who was always in the library? You know, were they somebody, you know, who studied a little bit every day? Were they somebody who got up early? You know, and start trying to figure out how to add that to your game because you already know that stuff works. You know, I mean, Jesus came to be the example. So when you look at Jesus, you're like, okay, well, okay, well, what did he do? Okay, he prayed, he fasted. Okay, he knew the law. He studied. How do we know he studied? Well, when he went to the synagogue at 12 years old, it was like, man, this boy been studying. So it's proof that he worked even when he was a child. So now when you say, okay, well, I want to start adopting some of those same habits. Okay. Well, what would I be able, how would I do it? Okay. Well, I have to carve out some time, you know? So in that time, what do I need to get done? And you just start to build little pieces of it. And I'm not saying it to be rich. I'm not saying it to be whatever. You have to figure it out for you. Um, I know for me, my goals are really big. And all of those small goals, if I make my big goals, usually end up being a a non-factor. So like if your goal is to to really be able to be generous, well, in order to be generous, you got to have money. So now, like, what do I need to do to get to a significant level to where I can give? You know, who do I need to get around who's already giving on a level that I would like to give on? And how can I then really get under them and get in their head and 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 understand how they got there? You know, I mean, success leaves clues. History leaves clues. You know, God gave us intelligence for a reason. God gave us the Internet for a reason. He gave us books and libraries for a reason. He gave us schools for a reason. So if you aren't really sure what you need to be doing, like she said, first figure out what success looks like and then figure out who has the success that you want. And don't look at where they are right now. Look at where they were and how they got to where they are. Because the Bible says don't despise humble beginnings. But, you know, for most of our kids, they don't see the humble beginnings. 
all they see is the cars and the jewelry and the big houses and the big trips and, you know, the tomahawk steaks at dinner and, you know, all the cool stuff. But they don't realize what it took to get there. You know, when we were kids, and I don't know about you, I'll speak for myself here. When I was a kid, it was stages to the game. You know, you got a little hoopty. I don't even know if people use the word hoopty anymore. But, you know, when I was coming up, you got a hoopty. You know, you didn't get a new car. You know, you got a $500 starter car. You know, maybe your uncle, you know, helped you by, you know, putting some fresh brakes on it and, you know, changing your oil. And, you know, maybe he changed out your plugs and stuff. And that's what you drove. And you had to learn how to take care of that car. You used that car to get back and forth to work. And then once you saved up your money, then you got a little bit better car. You know, maybe you went from, you know, your hoopty to, you know, your first Ford or whatever, your first Cutlass or whatever it was. And you worked your way up. And there was no shame in that because everybody was kind of in the same situation. You know, maybe some of us had a little bit better car starting out than others, but we all pretty much had, you know, somebody's old car, somebody's old, um, you know, car from whenever, you know, your maybe your brother, your auntie, your uncle, maybe lady down the street sold it to y'all. And that's where you started. And you could say all day, like, well, I want more, but you got to build a solid foundation. So what was your first car? Uh, Pontiac 6,000. <laughs> Ooh, boy, you was, you was rich. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but Pontiac 6,000, four-door burgundy. Right. But mine was the Cutler Sierra. Used to call it the Grey Goose. You know, had the baldest ties ever. Mm. I, I think I slid through every stop sign the day I bought it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, you know, of course, my uncle's like, hey, boy, got to go get you some ties. You know, so now you learn to put your money in the stuff that you need and not just any of your, your wants and desires. It's like, okay, I got to get some brakes. I got to get some, some tires. I got to get some car insurance, you know, things like that. But when you start to build that solid foundation, now you can keep building on that solid foundation because you know, you got some things in place, you know, all right, now I got a car to go to work. Okay. Now my next step is to make sure that I maintain the car so that I can get to work and do a good job. You know, because a person who's trying to be successful, they make sure that all their stuff is in place. They make sure that they get to work on time. They make sure that they work hard. They make sure that when they get that money, that they do something else to help move them in the right direction, to get them closer to their dream, to get them closer to the version of them that they want to be. And you can literally look at your day and say, man, did I spend my day the right way? You know? Like I talked about last week, you know, like looking at your conversations, you know, how long was I on the phone? Who's on the phone with? What was we talking about? I think that's good. That's a good, um, how are you spending your day and who are you conversing with? I thought that was good. You know, I mean, and what are we talking about? Cause you'll see some patterns like, man, this person calls me all they want to talk about this stuff from the past. Okay, well, I'm trying to move forward toward my future. <laughs> so how much time can I really invest that I can't get back, mind you, in talking about the past? You know, can I afford to spend that time 
talking about the past. Is that going to get me where I'm trying to go in the future? And don't get me wrong, man. A lot of people going to push back on this stuff. I'm going to keep it a buck. People going to think you didn't change. People going to think you arrogant. People going to have a lot of bad things to say about you. It's the truth. But the reality is those people don't have the same goals that you have. You know, their goal for you might be to be their friend that they talk to about all their problems. You know, their goal for you might to be their drinking buddy. You know, their goal for you might be to be, you know, they single home girl that's always single. You know, some of y'all, y'all might be the fat friend and y'all don't know it. say Princess Keisha, huh? We got a <laughs> summertime Ricky and a Princess Keisha. Princess Keisha, right. You know, but I mean, people have roles for you that you might not necessarily want to be in. You know, you the fat friend. Now you decide you want to lose weight. Girl, ain't nobody trying to do all that. Ain't nobody trying to be up early in the morning, skipping meals and walking miles. And now all of their anxiety and fear, they putting it on you. But the reality is, if you don't make the necessary change, if you don't make the necessary changes for your life, how are you going to get the things that you want? And why is it okay for everybody to get what they want, but you? You know, if you want to be more successful physically, you you should be able to do that without people hating on you. But do understand some people are going to hate on you. Because you know, the reality is they've already slotted you into where they want you to be. They've already decided who you are. But you get to determine that. You know, I mean, I'm pretty sure 250 some odd episodes ago, somebody was saying, man, you won't be able to start no podcast. But 250 episodes later, here we are. We're you know, still pushing. And still pushing. You know, and there are going to be some people who don't like it. There are going to be some people who say, hey, man, that's just a waste of your time. And majority of those people are going to be people who are close to you, who you now started to set boundaries with, who you started to tell no to, who you started to not have time for. But the thing is, is that if we're crabs in a barrel, you still got to escape the barrel. <laughs> like, yeah, I just got to move faster so these other crabs can't catch me. You know, I got to get a plan together to make sure that the crabs don't catch me. Maybe I sneak out at night while the crabs is asleep, but I got to get out. You know, I mean, only you know what it feels like to be you. And if you're not happy with where you are, you know that you are supposed to have more, you know that God gave you more because you have these ideas, these inventions, these dreams, you know, these aspirations. You know, God said he will withhold no good thing from you. So why are you gonna let people keep you from getting it? You know, what would the most successful version of me do? Would the version of me who was fit eat the way I eat? Would it? Would they eat what I eat? Or would they eat more vegetables? You know, would they drink less sodas? You know, would they move more? You because know, a lot of us we stuck in the version that we are and trying to figure out how to make the version of we are of what we are 
more successful when the reality is, is the version of who you are is just what got you the way you are, but it won't get you to where you're trying to go. Well, and then I got, you know, go ahead. Um, some stuff to say, sure. um, because it goes back to defining what's successful for you. And so to be successful or to, what's another good word for success? To achieve the things that you are trying to achieve, look, um, it, you have to, to be a certain type of person. And so even like when life is going on um, and it feel like everything is against you, you still got to be resilient, right? You still got to hang in there and keep trying because sometimes the success don't happen overnight. We got a lot of people now that, you know, a lot of rappers and um, movie stars or whatever that probably shouldn't have never made it, but they had a, a catchy hook phrase and they didn't have to put no work into it. And so they made it. And so sometimes we looking at the other person and what they doing instead of just focusing on us. Don't get down because your song didn't pop in that season. We all have to go through seasons and sometimes the seasons get seasoned, right? So am I going to take my winter clothes into summer? So we got to start looking at things like that. Are you a teachable person? If somebody critiquing you or giving you suggestions, are you listening to them? Are you weeding out what it is you should be using for you because God sent people and Satan sent people too. So like, what are you taking from these people and adding to you? Are you responsible? What are you doing? The Bible said, be a good steward. And then God can give more to you. Why would I add more to you if you're not a good steward of what you already have? You know, are you um, sincere? Are you passionate about what it is you're out here trying to do? You know, we're talking success. Are you patient? That goes with resilient. Are you patient enough to, to watch it come to pass, right? Are you disciplined? Mm -hmm. um, or are you out turning up every weekend and every time you make a dollar off a t-shirt, you back in the club or every time you do a door dash, you back out there drinking and having fun. Like this quote unquote fun thing is not gonna lead to success. It's leading you to depression and masking you know, with alcohol and drugs and sex and whatever else is, is out there. Um, do you have the drive to be successful? And again, what does that look like to you? That fasting, praying, um, meditating, studying, all of that stuff is important so that you can hear what it is your higher power, your God is trying to say to you. You can't hear none of that if the frequencies is always crossed because you having so much fun. And so, um, to be successful, it, 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 it just really depends on you and how, and how you feel, how you describe it. Um, just skip a meal, walk a mile Monday. You know, how much success are you having? Are you committed to yourself again? Are you responsible? Are you being optimistic about it? Are you being optimistic about your dreams? Like they call me Princess Poppy because I got hope in everything. <laughs> you know, I have my days, but to me, everything will turn around. So I just wanted to drop that. Oh, absolutely. But but I think the key things that we're talking about right here, each and you know, for the last few weeks is it all starts inside you. It all starts with your head, with your feet, with your hands, you know, with your eyes, your ears. It's not about other people. You know, it is about you because you get out of life what you put into it. You know, you, you can't have a harvest where you didn't sow a seed. You know, I mean, you're talking about people who want 
to be successful at anything, where's the hours of work? Where's the understanding of the craft? Where's the refinement of your skill? If you're a writer, you got to write. <laughs> you know, if, if you're you're a singer, you got to sing. You know, there's there's God-given talent, but then there's what you do with your God-given talent. You know, you could have unique gifts and unique abilities, but if you never take the time out to really sharpen your tools, how good of a carpenter are you really going to be? You know, when you look at the people who who've made it, how many of those people made it on the first try in real life? Now, maybe one or two here and there, but the majority of them overnight took 10 years. Now, overnight took a very long time. And do you have the persistence to keep making progress and failing and then looking at your failure and saying, okay, well, that part worked, this part didn't. Why didn't this part work? Okay. Like we talked about um, skip a meal, walk a mile and the pace that you needed to move at in order to lose weight. Now you might be moving at a pace that's eh, 20 minutes a mile, but you say you want to lose weight. Okay. But in order to move weight, you need to move at somewhere around 14 minutes a mile. Oh, all I got is 20. Right. Hey, I went from four. Look, I went from 40 to 20. I'm doing good. I get that. You make progress. Again, so you look, you're making progress, but you know, I was at forty. Okay, now I'm at twenty. Okay, cool. I've chopped that in half. Now, if I can get from twenty to eighteen, then I'm getting closer and closer to what I need to do to get what I want. Oh, good luck with that. You'll get there if you want to. I tried, y'all. Uh, them knees, them knees won't let me, y'all. Yeah. So now the question becomes: Okay, is it inflammation? Okay, so then it is. Then Ooh. I need to change my diet. Arthritis, baby. It be kicking in. Ooh, yeah. we Jesus. But just like any other itis, it's I'm just letting y'all know how real it is. People got problems, okay? Uh, yeah, and, and I'm just and, <laughs> and I'm letting you know that you know that that's diet related, that you need to take more anti-inflammatories. Because at one point in the middle of um, because I've been I mean, I've been running for about six years. So, you know, I mean I'm looking at three million or more steps every year. So not a big deal to me at this point, but like there were points where my back would be sore and I had like this real bad pain in my left foot. And it's like, man, at one point I was running nine miles a day and I had no pain. Now I'm running five and I could barely walk in the afternoon. What's the difference? And what did I do? I went and I looked at my diet. I was like, oh, okay. When I was putting in nines, I was eating very little meat. I was taking a combination of beets, ginger, and collard greens every morning. Um, I was on my tamarind regularly, and I was putting in nines with no pain. I was going to bed, waking up with no pain, getting out to bed strong. So what did I do? I changed my diet. And guess what? As soon as I changed my diet, no more pain in the left foot, no more pain in the back. And now, all summer, my pace has been in, in the 14s for the most part. You know, sometimes in the 13s, depending on how many days in a row I've gone and what I ate or drank the night before, sometimes closer to 15. But there was a time, man, when I got down to that 13, 
range that every time I got down in that 13 range, I got Uh-oh. hurt. Yeah. I got hurt. So it became a situation of how do I get to 13 without getting hurt? Oh, okay. Now let me start lifting weights. So I started lifting weights. So I became stronger. So it was my diet. It was my weight training that made it so I could get closer to the 13. So, I mean, again, you have to look at your life and be like, okay, where are the areas that I need to tighten up in order to get what I want? You know, what is my gift? What is my strength? And how do I make that strength as strong as possible? Because most of us, we just live it. We just drift it. I mean, if you read um, Interview with the Devil, it's like, you know, people just kind of drift through life. They had these goals, but then they never really sit down and say, okay, well, how do I achieve them? And then if they do come up with a plan, they never really put any process in place to make sure that the plan works, you know. And then when they don't get it by a certain age, then they look back over their life and they live with regret. But what would you regret if you did what you were supposed to do? You won't have any because you'll be doing the things that you need to do. So it's not about who who didn't want to hire you or who didn't like you or who was lying to you or who wasn't faithful to you or who betrayed you. It's about, okay, how can I get to the point where my ears are open and I can hear and see, Oh, I need to turn off some of this, this noise. I need to stop listening to these people. I need to take some time to think. Um, one thing I always tell people to do in relationships is to replay the conversations. You know, when you go out on a date or when you meet somebody or when you're in a um, room with somebody and you have a conversation, when you get home, replay the conversation. Because as we said before, people will tell you who they are. So if you listen to the person's conversation, you'll hear, huh, they said that they didn't want to be in a relationship. Hmm, maybe this ain't the person I need to be spending all my time with because I'm trying to be in one. Or they said that, you know, sex wasn't a real big priority for them and they're not somebody who just jumped into bed, you know, all willy-nilly. So that means, okay, she trying to wait. Well, I ain't really trying to wait, so maybe just not the person for me. You know, well, she said, you know, that she's saving herself for marriage. Oh, I'm not trying to get married. <laughs> maybe just not the person for me. But if you're always overlooking what people are saying because you're never listening, then you miss out. Because the thing that maybe would have told you that this was coming, they said it. You just was too busy talking to hear it. So again, it is about the actions you take and the understanding that you have. The Bible says in all you're getting, get understanding. So how are you going to have a life with somebody that you don't understand? How are you going to have a career that's profitable if you don't understand? How are you going to lose the weight if you don't understand? I could tell you I'm going to lose weight. How? Because I understand how it works. I could tell you I'm going to be successful. How? Because I understand how it works. I could tell you that people are going to like me. How? Because I understand what people like. Again, we talk about being fun to be around. Okay, who's fun to be around? Positive people, people in a good mood, people with good energy, you know, people who keep their word, people who show up on time. 
So now if I just become a person who does those things, I'm automatically more fun to be around. You know, people who listen, more fun to be around. So if I'm not fun to be around, but I understand what it takes to be fun, then I just become the things that I need to be to be fun. You know, if I understand that, you know, attractive people like other attractive people, okay, cool. Now I know what I need to do. I need to, you know, spruce up my apparel a little bit, maybe work on my body a little bit, maybe, you know, start getting my hair cut or getting my hair done. So that now, instead of sitting in the corner wishing the person I want would holler at me, now I can make myself more attractive to the person that I want to holler from. Is 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 easy because you have to literally be like, okay, what would a person like that want? Oh, they want this. Okay, well, let me figure out how I can give it to them. You know, let me become the version that gets what I want. You know, a lot of men want good women, but if you spend all your life fighting, now when you want a good man, you don't qualify. You know, it's like, yeah, she hard to deal with. She already got a bunch of kids. She already got a whole bunch of bodies on her. She all marked up. Yeah, that ain't really what I'm trying to be with. But if you know, hey, I'm trying to be a wife. So now I need to make sure that my money is right. I need to make sure my mind is right. I need to make sure my body is right. I need to make sure that my character is high. So that when I do meet a quality person, that I'm not disqualified. You know, no different than when you go on a job interview. You know, this is what they want for that person that they're going to hire. So now I need to fit the criteria. But if you're never doing the things that you're supposed to do, how are you supposed to get the things that you want? Because if you never do what you're supposed to do, now you're living on on grace you know now you asking people for handouts now you begging people to support you you know but how likely is somebody to support somebody in an area that won't help they self you know, i've seen people take people to work for months because they were good people <laughs> you know because they were trying to do something but I've also seen people who could take people to work not do it because the people that wanted to rise were never doing nothing for themselves. I've seen people keep jobs that they didn't deserve to keep because they were good people. That they weren't complaining. You know, they wasn't gossiping. They wasn't talking bad about the boss behind their back. You know, they were respectful. They were developing relationships with people. They were cordial. So now all of a sudden, the boss sees them as human. And it's like, well, I can't fire Don. You know, Don's got two kids and a wife and, you know, he's got a daughter in college. And yeah, but if you just old mean ass, they come to work and don't talk to nobody. They never get to know that stuff about you. No. So how are you going to be the version of you that you say in your head you want to be if you never do any of the things that get you there? Mm -hmm. girl i'm gonna lose weight 
Yeah, right after I drink this Pepsi, eat this cheeseburger and cheesecake. And then with every day, you're getting older. So now, days that you could have been spending as the version of you that you wanted to be, living the life that you wanted to live, being around the people you wanted to be around, you sacrificing them. You're pissing them away. You're giving them away. Now, I could be happy and whole and, 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 and fun and having fun and, and generous and kind, but I won't let go of the past. You know, I won't make a move because I'm afraid. So now I got to sacrifice and deal with the punishment that comes with not sacrificing. Because, yeah, it's fun. You went to the club. Like, oh, I was in the club, girl. We had a good time. We turned up. But now you look around you and you realize that, man, I'm three years older. And the stuff I wanted, I'm three years further away from. You know, I'm still driving the same car. I'm still living in the same apartment. So am I really turning up? Or am I putting myself in a position that it's going to be hard for me to get out of? You know, because now when I should have been working hard on my job, I wasn't. So when the layoffs come, I'm one of the first people they lay off. And now what? You tell yourself the story of how they didn't like you? Well, how likable was I? No. How likable was I? Was I walking in the room saying good morning to everybody? Was I making eye contact? Did I have good energy? Was I turning my work in on time? Or was I somewhere by the water cooler with a bunch of other folks who didn't want nothing out of life complaining about how they don't pay us enough money? How did I spend my day? Did I put in applications? Did I follow up on my applications? Did I research the companies? Did I learn how to write a better cover letter? Or did I sit around, smoke weed, and play video games? Was I working on my craft or was I hanging out with my friends? Because maybe your friends don't want nothing. But God keeps putting something in you that says, I want to give you more, daughter. I want to give you life to the full. I want to give you life in abundance. You know, But you keep casting your pearls before swine. You know, I want to give you a good man, but you won't leave summertime Ricky alone. You keep trying to change summertime, Ricky. When and what you really need to be doing is working on you. What you really need to do is work on your health. What you really need to do is finally, you know, do the thing that's in your heart. Because the thing that's in your heart is going to put you in the place where you need to be. Now, am I right or wrong when we start talking about Ruth? She was in what? He used to look out the window, right? When she was in the field working, right? Mm-hmm. Was checking her out. Okay. So mm-hmm. she didn't know that that was going to lead to the opportunity that it led to. She just did the work. And in the, the situation. Somebody always watching. Right. But if they watched you, what would they see you doing? Would they see you, would they find you on point? <laughs> you know, or would they find you with your work undone? You deserve the happiness. 
God wants you to have happiness. God wants you to have all of this stuff. And yes, it is hard in the beginning. You know, one of the phrases I live by is, you know, what was once hard becomes easy. What was easy becomes effortless. You know, so yeah, in the beginning, it is hard. You know, I looked at all the things that I've learned this summer, you know, the skills that I've added to my um, ability as an advisor and as a marketer and some of the things that maybe a few years ago I would try to do and get frustrated and be like, oh, I hate this. Now I've learned either A, to hire someone who can do them already or B, be patient enough to know that, yeah, these first couple ones probably not going to come out right. So don't beat yourself up. You know, and one of the most beautiful things that happened to me this summer um, is I found some old footage of me from about seven years ago. And I remember at that time, I thought I sucked. <laughs> and I looked at it and I was like, oh, wow, that's pretty good. You know, especially knowing where I've come in the last seven years. I was like, oh, wow, I was on the right path. You know, And I say that to say that when you look back, you'll realize that with every step you take, every move you make, you're getting closer to what you want. You know, you're getting closer to your dream, not further away. Now, there's going to be some anxiety. I mean, I'm sure country had anxiety when she moved across the country. Mm-hmm. But looking back, you're like, oh, wow, that was a good move. <laughs> oh, yeah. you know? So we're not telling you that it's just going to be like, wee, this is a beautiful, wonderful ride. No, it's going to be some, some, some doubt. But that's where faith comes in. You know, it's going to be some hard times, but if you hang in there through the hard times, you know, what was hard eventually becomes easy and what was easy eventually becomes effortless. You know, once you get uncomfortable with being uncomfortable, you realize that, hey, I can do anything. You know, because either A, I can hire somebody or B, I can learn it. But in order to learn it, you might have to put down some of the people around you. You know, one thing, you know, the country and I go back and forth about is how, how would I put it? Obsessively committed I am (laughs) to what I want. You know, and that's cool. But once you become committed to it and convinced that you can get it, it does look crazy to other people. It does look obsessive to other people. But the reality is when you look back at all the things that you've been able to achieve because of it, all it's going to do is just make you that much more committed. You know, if you if you make one thing work, then you start figuring out how I can make two things work. Once you make three things work, then you like, oh, how can I make four things work? So yeah, at some point you will become addicted to it in a good way because you'll have the confidence to get there and for the people who come along in your journey who maybe didn't start at the beginning with you it'll look crazy as hell to them (laughs) but you'll know in your heart of hearts that you're doing the right thing you know I mean, one of my favorite Meek Mill songs is that you know dreams and nightmares he said I had to grind like that to shine like this you know, I had to do the thing that I had to do in order to get where I'm trying to go. And that's how you got to look at your life. Like, this is a journey, you know. So sometimes you got to let go of some cargo. 
in the words of Ice Cube. <laughs> you know? And it's okay, because those people, they love you. You love them. It's just, hey, man, sometimes you got to leave the club alone for a little while. You got to take a summer off in the words of Wallow. You know, you got to take a summer off. You, hey, you got to stop hanging out on the block. Uh, stop talking to your friends and reallocate that time. You know, how much progress could you make in the next 30 days if you just took 20 minutes a day that you spent doing nothing and started doing something? You know, three days, that's an hour. That's two two hours and 20 minutes a week. If you put two hours and 20 minutes into something that could help you, whether it be reading a book, whether it be filling out some applications, whether it be doing more time, you know, studying for your NCLEX or whatever test or certification you're trying to get, man, that's an extra two and a half hours a week, just on 20 minutes a day. You know, 20 minutes with your phone on airplane mode, 20 minutes with the door locked, even if you got to go sit in the bathtub to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, we're just talking 20 minutes. What type of life you got if you ain't got 20 minutes? Mm. You know, so challenge you. Take 20 minutes. And I say 20 minutes because 20 minutes is a good place to start. But you'll mess around and you realize that 20 minutes, like, oh, man, this 20 minutes went fast. Let me go put another 10 with it. What would happen if I put another 10 with it? No. What would happen if I really started trying to be the version of me that I see in my head? What would happen if I really started focusing? Because most of us, man, we smart. You know, and if you listen to this podcast, you're probably smart than a mug. You know, and I say it just like that, smart than a mug. <laughs> yeah, you're a brilliant human being because I know God put you here for a reason. So if you if you put 20 minutes to it, man, it would do some great things. You know, this morning, you know, I was running, phone rang, you know, it was a college president, you know, somebody that I'm friends with, and you know, at one point or another advised. And an opportunity came her way. And I was like, wow. On the surface, it looked like it's just a job opportunity to, you know, to take a bigger campus. But look at all of those small things. Like she's normally in situations where she goes into schools and they're failing. You know, this time she would get to go into a school that was winning. <laughs> like, man, imagine what you could do if you didn't have to start out in the negative and fire everybody. How much could you really get accomplished if you actually went into a situation that was doing great? And she was like, man, I didn't think about that part. I've never had a school that was doing great when I got it. And I was like, now, how brilliant of a person are you that you could take schools that are doing bad and turn them into schools that are doing good? Now, if you could take something that was doing bad and turn it into something that's good, you could take something that's good and make it great. So for my people at the house, it's like, man, if you're making it pop right now with no degree, you're making it pop with, with a cheating-ass boyfriend, you're making it pop with badass kids, you're making it pop with lazy-ass friends, you know, 
and no focus whatsoever or very little focus, what could you do if you actually cleaned up your life a little bit? You know, if you actually decided, hey, man, I'm not going out this weekend. I'm going to go to bed and get up early. You know, what could you really achieve? You know, if you got up early on Sunday morning and got all the cleaning done and the laundry done by nine o'clock. What could you do with them next eight hours? What could you do if, if you really put that 20 minutes on the clock and did it? Now, what do you think, country? You think you think that's a good idea? You think you think that'll bear fruit for some people? Yeah, I've just been writing takeaways and <laughs> I mean, look, I ran out of notebooks. I'm like, I just used my last piece of paper. I had like 10 notebooks. They all full. That's crazy. Well, hopefully so, the people at home running out of space too. I promise. This is like, uh, I mean, just imagine what you could do though. If you was really operating at your full capacity, in your full gift, and not always trying to defend why you want something. Girl, you don't need that. I know I don't need it, but I want it. (laughs) I want to get promoted. I probably don't need to get promoted, but I want to. I want to see what I could do if I was the supervisor. You have the right to want it. If God's putting it in your spirit, it's for you. The people ain't got to get it. You know, I know I sound obsessive and crazy to people. <laughs> I'm okay with it, though. Not all the time. Sometimes I do, though. I'm okay with it, though. No, I'm not talking about you. I'm saying in general. No, I mean, oh, I didn't think you were talking about me. So, uh, yeah. no. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I can remember, you know, running in the wintertime. And people just like, man, it's too cold for that. And I'm like, yeah. But if you really understand that your body's going to be at 68 um, degrees once you start moving, you realize that it's not 30 degrees out here. It's actually almost 70 in your body. And if you put on these underlayers, like these tights, and you know, I run with like a neoprene vest on, then that holds the heat in. So realistically, I probably feel as warm as I do in the wintertime in the summertime or in the summertime as I do in the wintertime. It's just I got on different layers of clothing to make sure that I do, which goes back to what I said. Once you understand it, it's different because now you understand why you're doing it and you understand what to do. People kept telling me I was going to get sick, which is how I started with the tamarinds and the gingers. And not only did I make it through the winter without having any kind of episode with pneumonia or a common cold or anything, I basically fixed all my sinus issues in the process. Didn't even know it. Came out of winter, went into the spring, went into the hay fever season. Had no inflammation in my sinus cavity. Wasn't eating a whole lot of high mucus foods because I put down all the, um, you know, stuff in a box, stuff with a bunch of ingredients in it. And I was eating real food, whole foods is the, the term it's called. And all of a sudden, I had no more sinus problems. I ain't need no more Mucinex. I ain't need no more Sinex. I ain't need no more Claritins. Didn't even know it. You know, but had I listened to them people who was like, yeah, it's too cold out here. You know, 
But you know who I did listen to? I listened to my homegirl one morning who was out with a hoodie on, a vest, a scarf, and a scully going hiking in Arizona. And I was like, why you got all that on in Arizona? She's like, well, Arizona's not always warm, especially when you're in the mountains. I'm like, so what's the weather right now? She's like, oh, it's like 28 degrees. Okay, so you mean to tell me that you're going to hike a mountain at 28 degrees and you happy about it? She's like, yeah. <laughs> so I listened to someone who was achieving something that I wish I could achieve. Then I went and did my research to figure out how to achieve it. And then I stopped listening to all the people who told me I couldn't. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> yeah, so that's a you know that's a bar <laughs> within itself you know stop listening to people who've never done it before please stop listening to people that ain't never done it before you know and that's my conclusion right there you know be the best person to you Study people who, who have what you want and apply the things in their life that work for them to your life so that you can then move forward. All right. And I guess it's on me. I <laughs> well, I thank you again for spending your time on this day. And just to take us away, y'all, um, it's hard to be disciplined in a world of sin, and I know that, right? Because Fun is winning right now. And when I say fun, it's a lot of people that's taking these major trips that come back from the trip and then be like, girl, can I get $5? So, or at the club every weekend or just, you know, doing whatever. So we really have to get focused and stop being distracted by the stuff around, around us and place your focus in what you are trying to achieve. How will you achieve anything if fun is your focus, right? That just gets you evicted and gets you get losing your cars and you be at a loss with, with all this fun. Um, excuses going to always be there and opportunity will not. Sometimes opportunity come around every now and then depending on what season you're in. But your excuses will always stop you from getting that opportunity. Um, take ownership. If, if I'm making excuses, then I mean, I'm blaming other people, but I'm not pointing the fingers at myself and I'm not, and, and once I start to point the fingers at myself, then I'm being accountable. So hold yourself accountable for your actions that you're taking. And uh, I lost my whole thought. Don't give up. Look, don't give up. You got to keep fighting. Be patient. Because, well, be, be patient. yeah, I'll get there. It, it's I wrote it down. Um, trying to get results, it you just got to keep on trying. Keep trying. Just keep fighting because you'll get the results that you need to get. Uh, it's a saying out there, the difference between the impossible and the possible lies in determination. So don't give up. You have to be patient because, again, sometimes it's not your season. But if you're working towards it and, and doing the steps that you need to be taking to achieve your, your goals and they not just dream, then you'll get there. You'll get those results. Learn from the people that you look up to, but remember that your heroes are human too. 
I had a conversation last night um, about, uh, and they said, never meet your hero, right? Because, you know, sometimes you walk up on your hero and they be a drunk person who might get mad at you because you walked up on them, but they not the person that they was back in the day or the person that you saw on TV that you really looked up to. So you want to learn from the people that you look up to, but be very selective about the things that you take from them. Are you happy? What's important to you? Stop wasting time and energy on things that are draining you. That's making you feel tired. Start looking at what, what makes you feel happiest and work to achieve those things. You know, sometimes the things that we are most afraid of are the things that make us the happiest. Hmm. I'll say that again, right? We are sometimes most afraid of the things that make us the happiest. So choose laughter, choose love, choose yourself, choose success. Even if you are afraid, God connects the dots of your heart. Things you wanted in your 20s was just that. But God's timing is sufficient. His grace is sufficient. And so now in your 40s or your 50s, you are equipped for the things that you needed and wanted in your 20s. So those dots start to connect and, and manifest in your life, but you got to trust God. Be grateful. The Bible says rejoice in all things, in life and death and wealth and sickness, whatever it is. And, and once you are grateful for the things that you have, then God will start opening those doors for you. Remember that seasons have seasons. And then pray, fast, study, meditate. You got to figure out what your fun is. If God has placed something in your spirit, it's something good in it. And so we have to recognize the fruit. So because we don't want to be in trouble with God. Can I say one more thing? Oh, yeah. Go for it. God chooses his star players. He chooses his star players. So the better you do over the small things that he's giving you, it says that he is faithful. If he was faithful, a few things would be ruled over many. Yeah. He chooses his star players. So if you ain't playing like a star, why is he choosing you? <laughs> why would I give the best gift to the laziest person? You have to say, okay, God, I want you to choose me. And I'm going to work like I want you to choose me. I'm going to move like you want. I want you to choose me. I'm going to be honorable like I want you to choose me. I'm going to build up my trust with you so that you can say, if I give you this thing, I know that you are going to do something with it, that you're not going to party it away and live a riotous life and then come back broke, <laughs> that you're going to actually take this gift and magnify it because he gets glory when you win. He gets the glory when you win. Mm -hmm. Ain't no glory in you losing. So he wants you to win. But you got to work like it because it says many are called, but few are chosen. So he called a whole bunch of y'all. Mm -hmm. But how many of y'all are working in a way that makes him choose you? How many of y'all on y'all roof <laughs> so that you can get chose? That's it. Yeah. And that's huge. That's a whole podcast. <laughs> it really is. It, it really is. He chose to star player. Ruth was star. David was a star. Man after his own heart. Goma was a star, although she was a prostitute. Star. You know, 
He can make something out of what people consider nothing. Right. So, and if God is, again, if God is placing that, that those seeds on your heart is so that it can produce fruit. And, and we get, we be afraid to do so many things, to do so many things. And God is saying, just trust me. Because yeah, we like, what, what are you afraid of? Stop letting the, the people in your ears, yeah, right. the, what they call them, the, the heel, uh, heel, heel hounds or whatever. Right. Stop letting them get in your ears and distract you. The devil is full of distractions. The adversary sends distractions in many different ways. You know, and so we have to figure we gotta choose God. Choose choose your higher power. All right. Who you gonna and know choose? that it's okay. They serve two masters. <laughs> yeah, and know that it's okay. You got to believe in something for sure. Um and, and back to that opportunity, you know. It, you want that opportunity, you prayed for it, you wanted it in your twenties, you just wasn't ready yet. And so now here you are, and God is placing it in your lap. He's giving you those dreams. He's having those sad conversations with you. He's sending other people to talk to you just to stir you up. And it's all leading back to the same thing. And we still won't grab it. That opportunity, that door closed, that door closed. And, and then you will be reflecting at your shoulda, coulda, wouldas, and it'll be over. And on that note, if you hanging out with me, I'm hanging out with you. Peace. Mm -hmm.